up, buddy? What's up? How are you doing? How was your week? Oh, man, it was all right. It was all right. I'm glad we're here together. I am. I'm loving this podcast thing. We're getting uh, I, better at it. Yeah, getting better at it. We got good gear. We got good, uh, we got good material, good things to talk about this week. I'm real excited to get this off the ground and keep it moving. So, absolutely, I've gotten some good feedback from some uh, some friends that are listening, and some even some good constructive criticism that uh, we definitely need. But uh, it's it's all good, man. It's it all is. good. How was your week? What'd you do this week? Uh, busy, super busy week. Super, uh, uh, super busy both emotionally and physically. Uh, Tuesday was October first. We were all over the place. Uh, got to go to the sunrise uh, devotional. Uh, my friend Joe Robbins was uh, my friend Joe Robbins was actually speaking. He was uh, you know got a lot of national coverage, and then you know a lot of different things we got to do it unbeknownst to a lot of people is national night out for the police force we actually had a booth there we got to do snow cones nice. a lot of swag giveaways uh as windy as i'll get out um and we also had a, a luncheon for the robbins family and that was fun played some cornhole got the drone out you know um what else we've got just dude a ton we had our volleyball season started this week um you know, we talked earlier about coaching and kids, and my team on Monday had a doubleheader, and win, lose, or draw, the energy that my team was putting off was just radioactive. It was awesome. awesome. Nice. So, um, some solemn events this week, too, you know. Uh, did you hear about that uh, Henderson firefighter? I did. I did. I, I, I read the article online about it, and that. It definitely breaks the heart, man. You know, the, the toughest thing about uh, that kind of a, an event was, uh, you know, the, the, there's illnesses out there, and there's illnesses that you can see on people. You can even look at them and tell them that they're, you could tell that they're not right. Or, uh, but uh, depression and uh, that kind of anxiety and, you know, mental type uh, battles that people face, it's so well hidden. You, you can hide it behind a smile. You can hide it behind uh, an, an action. And some of these people, and I, I don't know if this uh, individual fits into this category, but I know that uh, people that, uh, that have faced this, faced this their whole life and never, like, uh, and got really good at hiding it, really yeah. good. And, and you just never know what's, what's going on until a horrible thing happens and it shocks everyone. And it's it, it's very tragic, and it, it's kind of a tough. It's really tough if they're not willing to open up and and get the help. Uh, they may not receive the help. Yeah, yeah, that's really sad. Um, we had a lot of good things happen this week as well. Um, you know, beginning of the month, got a lot of things going on. Interest rates dropped yesterday, uh, dropped earlier today. Um, you know. There's a lot of good things going on. People are moving and and starting to understand, you know, how to better manage their money. Um, everything people are starting to wake up. Consumer confidence is all over the place, based off of politics and economics. And uh, but statistically speaking, jobs are still maintaining their level, which is good for me in real estate. So, okay, so got a question. Okay, being not in the real estate business. Uh, so when, how does interest, I mean, I understand that you, you have an interest rate, you borrow money and your interest rate goes up and down. I know the basics, <laughs> but, but, but how does that affect your business? How, how does that really like, are it, I, what I'm trying to ask is, I guess, is, is there people out there that are just strictly watching the interest rate before they pounce on a house? Not necessarily like pounce on a house, but I've got two files in escrow right now and both of them. Uh, we took a gamble this week. So even though we are under contract and we need to get this done in, in you know, 30 to 45 days, the interest rate actually bumped up last week. And so instead of having a payment of like 1300, it's actually about, uh, 12, like 1250, the interest rate lowered today, this morning, um, almost a half a percent and, that brings that payment from 1250 down to 1200. 
Oh, okay. And so we lost. So it's good on those people on who. The, yeah, on yeah. those people. If we had locked in last Friday or even last Thursday. They would have missed out. They would have missed out. Got it. Okay, I understand. Well, when you're, so like one of the files is a, uh, their plan, he, one of the spouses is retired. The other spouse is planning on retired, you know, moving towards a fixed income, you know, dollars and cents, you're watching the pennies. Oh yeah, for sure. And I mean, it's good. It's good to watch pennies anyways, even if you're not on a fixed income because those pennies start to add up. And so, um, but yeah, so as far as pouncing, you know, and no one knows what's going to happen. But historically speaking, right now where we're at all-time low again in interest rates, that means they usually have to go somewhere, and that's usually up. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, – so is this a buyer's market or a seller's market? Seller's market. For There's, sure. For sure. So, you know, we got a phone call today, and I took the phone call, and he's like, I'm renting. I've been looking. This is what I'm looking for. And he's like, most of the stuff out there is junk. He's like, I'm really looking for something that's move-in ready. And it's just not – move-in ready is just not as common uh, as it once was. And so people are like, well, i got this house in a great location. You're just going to have to eat it. You're going to have to come in and fix it. I closed on a house yesterday and we're ripping all the flooring out today we oh, literally wow. have people over there uh ripping flooring out today um in preparation and then following that they're going to paint it so it'll be completely new when they walk in so wow that seems like a lot so another question do you have a lot of out-of-state customers people that are coming in from california utah somewhere else uh, I would say it's all over the board. Like my book of business, I've been in, in business for 17 years. So a lot of my book of business is uh, here local. But on the flip side is, you know, we still get a lot of, you know, a lot of clients who are relocating here, you know, mm -hmm. for either tax purposes or moving closer to family or, you know, job opportunities. Um, and it's a whole myriad of mixture of, of those. Well, I, I was wondering that because I feel like the town is like, I'm born and raised here. My whole life been right here. And I feel like the town is on the verge of like exploding in a good way, in a good way. I, uh, like uh, you got the sports coming. It, it, it just seems like there's a lot of excitement, a lot of excitement this time of year. Well, just look, you at, know, the, and, look at the sports. So the Aces went to the playoffs. Aviators went to the playoffs. Uh, Knights, man, did, I don't know if you watched the game last night. Yeah. On fire. Yeah. Right? Fantastic. Fantastic. Raider Stadium, they're starting to put the glass up on the side of the building. So, I mean, like every day that they get a little bit closer on that stadium, people are like, Dude, the big show's coming. Absolutely. So, and so, uh, you know, even a friend of mine last night was like, hey, when the rink in downtown Henderson gets built, maybe we should join the adult leagues. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, you just got, <laughs> uh, you just got uh, done healing your foot and I don't think you can skate. So, but yeah, we should go join a league, you yeah, know? Yeah. I played a couple pickup games. My, my two brothers play and I got a pair of skates and. Decided to give it a try. Yeah, yeah, it didn't. It didn't. They, they got mad at me because they I, I kept checking everyone, but I wasn't checking anyone. I was stopping. <laughs> <laughs> I just picked the biggest guy and just like, okay, well, there's a, I'm, I got to stop. And people were getting mad. I was like, man, dude, it's it's nothing personal. I I, I can't stop. Yeah. So it it, it was. That's it, why it, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. If we learn this, uh, we hop in this league. We're gonna have to learn how to skate backwards. You know that, right? Yeah. And I'm not like, just that, but with the stick. <laughs> I think the stick actually helps balance you out. Uh, in uh, I think probably in the amateur leagues, there's a little bit more high sticking than in the pros. So. Oh yeah. Well, my youngest son, he's he, right now he's playing baseball, and he asks me at least once or sometimes twice a week, "Dad, can we go get on the ice yet?" I said, "Son, it's not built yet." And we go drive down Water Street, and we see the fence up and the construction equipment out, and they're moving dirt and the. The convention center's gone, and, and it's it, it, it's moving. And I said, son, it's going to take a while to build. I mean, so like, like, and, and, and mind you, he's 
He's only seven. But he's so next week, it's like, no, son, like in a couple years, it's going to be done. He is so excited, so excited. He wants to learn to play hockey. He watches it on TV. He, I mean, he's just, it, it, it's a blast. Some people in the Golden Knights organization came to the school and, and they put on a little fun little clinic with the kids and they had sticks and they were out there. And what's his name? Chance, the, the, oh, mascot. Yeah, the mascot. I mean, they're out there. They're having a good time. And, and uh, he, he's, he's ready. He's ready. And I'm looking forward to getting him involved in it. Uh, but, yeah, our, he, our he doesn't actually, have patience. The neighbors down the street uh, actually have uh, some hockey equipment, and and we play a lot of street hockey at uh, at night with them, and that's really fun. So uh, to be able to get a little bit more excitement for hockey. So, Oh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm definitely excited. Uh, what um, I'm just curious if that – if that's uh, a reason for anyone to be heading into Vegas, is is that kind of like that movement? Raiders, or, or like you'd be surprised how many Raider fans are, are, are actually here. moving here. Oh yeah, and that's what really surprises me is is the Raider fans, and then um, you know actually, you know as far as real estate, I don't think it is like necessarily a reason to move here, but it's a benefit of hey we were always fans or Raider fans or NFL fans, and now we kind of want to fly our flag. Yeah. And I think that, you know, we were talking about who would have thought, you know, two years ago that we would have been a hockey town. Oh, and, yeah. And now, you know, I talk to a lot of people who come to town, speaking of hockey, and they're like, hey, especially Canadians, right? There's a lot of Canadians that come to Vegas. And they're like, oh, yeah. When I'm in Canada, I'm an Ottawa fan. But when I'm not in Can and when I'm not in my hometown, I'm a I'm a Golden I'm a Knights, Knights fan. Yeah. Literally, like I, almost every Canadian I've interviewed, well, I'm a Knights fan too. Like Knights is either one or two, depending on who they're talking to. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, uh, we're I think we're playing in Calgary. Yeah, but we're down here in Vegas. When we're in Vegas, we're a Knights fan. Yeah. And uh, you know. Uh, like our correspondent, Steven, he'll tell you, I mean, like you can go buy, you know, like four tickets in any of the other local, you know, not local, but close by stadiums, Anaheim, Phoenix, um, you know, L.A. And you can get those tickets barely inexpensive. Vegas, you better know somebody. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And, and I was talking to someone about that. They said, well, well, you I'm kind of waiting for the Knights to have maybe a, a bad season so then the tickets will be more affordable. And I don't think they – well, I don't think they ever will go down because when you go to a Golden Knights game, it's not just a hockey game. It is a show. It's they a put show. on a show. And, you know, the helmet and the, the light show on the ice and the, the, the whole show before and they come out skating. I mean, it is – you're getting more than just a hockey game, and, and I think that's what's popular. But I think it's great. I'm I'm really loving it. I, I mean, of course, like I said, I'm born and raised here. I'm a little bit biased of uh, of the area. I don't know why anyone would ever want to what, to yeah. leave. I mean, I it, th there's a couple months it gets hot. Yeah. So I. But at you least know, we don't have to shovel it. Yeah, I was a. Uh, <laughs> you know, big rebel fan. And I'm still getting the emails and some phone calls like, Hey, Eric, come back out. And I was pretty diehard, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I, and I, we were just having this discussion, you know? Yeah. When the Raiders get here, you know, where do the rebels land? You know, they're not a top tier program in either football or basketball. You know, where do they end up? You know, are they going to be fourth, fifth, you know, six, you know, We've got the Las Vegas Lights, the soccer team. They're in mm -hmm. the playoffs. I mean, you got minor league soccer. You've got minor league baseball. You got major league. Uh, you know, you got major league women's basketball here, drawing a crowd, going to the playoffs, looking great. Um, you got Raiders coming. So I mean, you got major major sports here. They just had a, a pickleball open, a tennis open. Um, we got the Shriners golf tournament coming up. Um, and so it's going to be interesting at where people's, you know, loyalties and, you know, their pocketbooks end up. Yeah. Well, I, like I said, I, I love living here. 
I, I, I've had family members that have lived here their whole life, and then they move, and they're happy where they're at. But uh, there's been a couple times they tell me some stories that uh, I, I can I can tell that they sometimes they miss it. Uh, that our weather is is I, I, this time of year Dude, it, phenomenal. it's phenomenal. It, it is if you're not outside enjoying the parks, enjoying uh, the outdoors of Nevada, this is some of the best time to be outdoors and and to be moving around. It, the weather is great, and I I just absolutely love it. I have a great time with it right now. Uh, like I said, my seven-year-old's playing baseball. So Tuesday night, uh, I was at uh, the park with him, watching him play and watching seven-year-olds play. It's it's a blast. It, it, the at that age, you have the what I think is the pure love of the sport, pure love of the sport. Really, is that the pure love or the pure ability to pick daisies in the outfield? <laughs> well, I think some of these boys. You're right. There are boys that are building sandcastles and, yeah. and and picking daisies, but to see some of these other boys, like you could tell, the ones that are taken a little bit more serious, that are a step up, and then the ones that maybe the parents make them, you know, get their kid out there. Yeah. But uh, the ones that that enjoy it, that are understanding what's going on, to see them play, it, it's just I. I really enjoy it. I, I guess this is the pre-competitive stage. I, it's it's I not truly say, competitive yet. Yeah. And being once competitive they get to the fun. 10-year-olds, once you get to 10-year-olds, then it starts being competitive. Oh, yeah. That's where I think the line in the sand is, is that 10-year-old age. Because at that like third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade level, they're going, I can compete. And they realize that, hey, maybe I'm not as good as Johnny or maybe I am better than Johnny. And maybe I'm better at Johnny at this, or maybe I'm not as good as Johnny as this. And so they want to concentrate. That was one of the things I talked about with Marcus in that previous episode was his daughter's like, hey, I want to be a professional soccer player. So she was inspired by the national team. And so she's done the things now, you know, five years later to, you know, to build up a soccer career. And so... And I just coaching, there's a definite competitive difference when they start getting into that U10 bracket. Oh, yeah. U7, U8 type of, you know, they're still kind of learning the game and learning, hey, maybe I can score, you know, if it's basketball, score a basket, baseball, hey, maybe I can have a decent hit. Uh, maybe I could glove, you know, maybe I could turn to. But now once they get to that U10, that, you know, older eight-year-old, young 10 year old they're like i can turn two i can hit a double i can yeah. hit a triple and there's like you know that competitive spirits get out there so i also think at that age is the age where the kids come from okay they kind of start figuring out what they really want like anytime before that it's the parents signing them up without even no questions like hey you're gonna go play football you're gonna play baseball you're gonna go out and do something Around 10 and 11, the kids figuring out, like, you know what? For some kids, I, I have some kids that, you know, sports isn't for me. I don't really want to do it. And I have some kids who pick a route and they excel at, at something. So that's where you get the age of kids that, like you just said about Marcus's daughter, boom, they want to do this. This is what they want to do. And they start figuring that out about that age. And that's what makes it fun where that competitive – uh, edge starts coming in in the games is when they start figuring that out and you get kids out there who really really want to be out there before that some of the kids may want to be out there but some of the kids are just doing what their parents are telling them to do and and, and so, so it it's a lot of fun and, and and it's fun for me and my kids it's a blast to watch them kind of figure out who they are like it's a fun age. That's a real fun age to kind of, they start forming some opinions. They start kind of exploring some different things and they kind of start putting some pieces of their own puzzle together. And, and, and it's kind of fun to, to see that and be a part of it. You know, it is, um, just to revisit a little thing that it's kind of been a theme this week with, uh, you know, they, we call it an anniversary obviously could not call it a celebration 
uh, for a tragedy. I don't know if you saw, but the MGM came down with a settlement for I the saw victims. That today. Yeah. And it's, man, it's a lot of sweet and sour, a lot of sweet and sour. I mean, you know, I was reading a lot of comments on that and a lot of the survivors and I've got some friends who are survivors. And, and so I know firsthand, like, Hey, what they're going through. And, and then, you know, some families of, uh, some victims and what they're going through. And I just wanted to talk real quick. And you and I talked about it before the show was, you know, how, how do we as, as men and as husbands, we talked a little bit about, you know, Robbie Pettingill and, you know, the tragedy that happened there. He was a first responder at, at October 1st is how do we deal with that as a husband and father? Like, how do we deal with that emotional trauma? And I mean, I have a friend and he's got PTSD from, uh, he served in Iraq and man, it's, it, it, it's grueling. I know he puts on a pretty face for me and some, some other friends and we try to check on him all the time. Literally mm-hmm. like, Hey, come out, let's do lunch. Let's go play golf. Um, and you know, I, I feel like I'm inept to be honest with you to kind of help. I feel like I, all I can do is just be myself. Like I'm Eric and I'll love you for who you are, no matter what, win, lose or draw. And then if you need something, if you're in the trenches, I'm in the trench with you. But as far as like, man, what to do or how to deal with that sometimes, I feel like as, as guys were, you know, conditioned to man up, you know, and, and, and put the shields up and, and bury it a little bit. I think that's the biggest thing is as men, maybe we, we put on some different masks or, or maybe a better thing. Like we, we put on different hats and, and we kind of camouflage maybe some of the things that, uh, that maybe we should be sharing with at least some of our loved ones and, 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 and trying to open up. Uh, you know, I've, me personally, I've never been through anything like that. So it's, it's really hard for me, you know, to relate. And uh, um, you and I both know the Robbins family very well. And, and uh, I, I remember that day and uh, going over to his house and visiting with Joe and I didn't even know what to say. I, I just, I felt like in my mind, I wanted to do something. I wanted to like help or do something, but I had no idea what to do. And of course, if you ask that they're not going to, they probably don't even know what they really want at that moment. I've read a lot of books actually having gone through some other personal stuff and and you don't want to ask someone like, hey, what can I do for you? Because that puts the onus of them trying to figure out, okay, well, how's Adam going to help me? Yeah. You know, maybe I could fill up the garbage can and he could take the trash Good out. Good point. But, uh, you know, uh, I'm a jokester and I make people laugh. And I think, I think I make people laugh to kind of make myself laugh too. Like I'm easily entertained and, uh, and I, I was just telling a, a friend, and she's going through a little crisis in her own life, and I said, I probably don't have the right answers. I'm not a very good counselor. Like, I recognize that in life. But I make people, you know, I can make you laugh. You know, I can I can make a little levity in your life. And uh, and then I can make people cry, too. You know, I uh, – and so, you know, I've been blessed with those two kind of functions my son when he was telling all about uh dad in school he put this like sheet of like all about your dad and mm-hmm. and he put me down as a thousand pounds by the way um <laughs> and but he you know for color eyes he put wet eyes and so it's a common it's kind of a little common joke amongst uh you know people who know me close that uh you know i tend to be a little on the wet side you know i tend to tear up and um and I think that's kind of a release for me. It's like, hey, you know what? I, it's okay to cry. It's okay to, to let loose. And, and I think if you don't, it just bottles up. It, it you know, and, and I think that's what I worry most about is when I don't see other guys, you know, you know, just, you know, just be yourself. You know, just let you know, it, you let your emotions fly. And um, 
I think we just like our previous generations were like really disposed to like, hey, this is the line you tow. This is the line you tow. Yeah. And then exactly. by degrees, we're getting a little bit closer. And uh, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know that I'm exactly a good counselor. So I just I actually try to do like, here's my story. This is what I felt at this time, you know, and uh, and and see if that, you know, helps them out. Like, hey, this is you know, this is how I got through. So, yeah, I, man, it's, it is tough. Uh, I've, I've kind of learned that for me, just being that listener and sometimes they just want someone to listen and they don't want any advice back. They just want someone to, to be there. Oh, that's someone good. to soak it up. I, I don't talk just... that much. So that's perfect for me. <laughs> it's hard for me because I do like to talk a lot. I, <laughs> I actually love the sound of my own voice. <laughs> Who doesn't, right? Oh, so, this smooth, soothing voice. I know I love to listen to it as well. That's why I have meetings in the morning where people have to listen to me. <laughs> They're forced to, right? Uh, I think I hope they enjoy it as much as I do. So, <laughs> but uh, uh, but sometimes I I've learned over the years, you know, and you just shut up and listen and kind of nod your head and maybe be a shoulder to cry on to at, at, you know, at times. And, and I'm grateful to be, be there for a few of my friends that have gone through stuff like that, that have gone through some, you know, some, some tough stuff. And, and, and they, they, sometimes they would ask questions and I try to answer them the best I can. But, uh, um, uh, it's, uh, but guys definitely have this, the um, masculinity has this persona like I don't think my I don't think the generation before us you know uh, really got in touch with kind of their feelings my dad would tell me stories my grandfather died when I was two and uh, so I never I don't remember him at all but uh, he used to tell me stories of the type of guy he was and he he rarely talked about his feelings rarely talked about his feelings or how he felt about this or how he felt about that. And, and that was that kind of a generation type thing. And, and they kept it inside. And I think it worked for him. I think, I guess my opinion is I think masculinity has kind of evolved into kind of what it is today and, and where it's okay for a guy to kind of open up. He could still be masculine. He could still be a man. He can still do manly things and, and be a guy, but still also be confident enough to be in touch with his feelings. Now he may not go running around to every stranger and start crying on him and stuff like that. But I mean, I think he knows where his boundaries are and, and knows when it's time to open up or when it's time to kind of be tough. And, and, and I think that's, that's a skill set as you mature into a man, not saying like I am at this moment, <laughs> I'm still learning, but, uh, but yeah, that, uh, I, I think, an event like that, like October 1st, it, it teaches all of us something, even though I was not directly affected by it in any way. I, I learned a lot. And the one thing that I learned was, uh, was really empathy, you know, on, uh, I really felt bad for them. I don't know. And this may come out way wrong, but that's me. And it, when, if you listen to this podcast and become one of our avid listeners, you're going to understand that I, Sometimes I just... It's actually sympathy, not empathy. Empathy. Em empathy or is sympathy. When, sympathy. That's empathy what I is when you've actually experienced the same thing, so... But, uh, but uh, I... I uh, when a tragedy happened in other parts of the country or even other parts of the world, like in Boston and some of these other events and some of these other school shootings, I would feel bad for them. Like, I would horrible events but it wasn't home kind of the thing there wasn't that real sympathy like yeah. i had on this one this one the faces that are in the newspaper that i saw on tuesday i knew and yeah. the people that were there that were survivors i know and so it, it really this one was really different for me than it was some of the other tragedies that's happened in other states and i don't want to seem 
unsympathetic to those people. Yeah, I, I, I still think normal. they're horrible events, but this one really was. Yeah, and I think that home. I think that's normal actually, because as much as we want to think of ourselves in this time of in this days of information that we can feel semi connected to the whole world, is at the end of the day there's a big difference when it's in your when it's in your you know front yard or backyard as opposed to half around the globe and you know that's why travel is still such a big thing there's different cultures different histories different people the way they you know where they move around the way they talk all that is a different part of the cultures and so when tragedies happen you know today is actually do you know what today is actually uh october 3rd yeah what else i don't know a dia de muertos and so, you know, there's a whole... You're going to have to explain. <laughs> well, for those who have watched those Disney movies, Coco, does that ring a bell at all? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I've seen Coco with the kids. Let me, let me bring it down to your level. All right. <laughs> and so Coco is about bring the... It down. Yeah, Dia de Muertos and how, you know, Latin, specifically, you know, the Spanish and then transposed onto the Mexican culture, Dia de Muertos, and how do you deal with death and how do you deal with the afterlife and how you deal with um you know you know how do you deal with you know the pain and the grief of missing loved ones it, it i think is the causation of the dia de, de los muertos so um and that's what i mean i mean like it, it's october 3rd right a lot of us are still grieving a lot of, a lot of us are still trying to understand what, you know, what's moving next, you know. Um, when I talk to a lot of survivors, you know, even getting in, like getting into a group of like six people, it brings, you know, uh, traumatic experiences back, just being in a group. And so seeing how people, you know, have to deal with that the rest of their lives is, is you know, once again, my sympathy goes out to them as well. And once again, I don't know how to help, but all I can do is give you a hug, you know, try to make you smile and, uh, you know, try to celebrate what is good in life. So, well, and I think that's what we need to do now. We've been talking a lot about some sad stuff. Yeah. We need to uh, liven it up a little bit, you know, uh, and, and, and that's and that's something that was our idea of uh, of uh, this podcast was uh to bring a, this kind of information, but not just information, but uh, some good stories and fun times, and people can listen to it. And hopefully, it makes them feel good and makes them feel better. And, and yeah, I'll make. I mean, let's make everyone. Feel we may better. not change anyone's lives, but uh, I. Let's make everyone feel better. Don't worry. The Hawks are up fourteen thirteen over the dreaded Rams. Nobody wants to really be a, a Jared Goff fan, anyways. So Come they're just now. hoping. They're just hoping. They're like he can't even throw. When he went down, he made that little video. Oh, I'm gonna go down to the high schoolers and impress them. And he misses the throw. Can't even catch, can't even hit the kid in stride. You know, I'm like, man, who is he trying to you know impress? Or you mean when you're an NFL quarterback and can't even hit a, a high school court, uh, wide yeah. receiver in stride? I'm like, oh, that's a little that embarrassing. That is hard. That is hard. You're a diehard Hawks fan. Die, that's why you know when the when the Raiders get here, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough tough moment. If you're wondering, still, uh, Hawks are still up 21-20. They both scored in the third quarter, just updated. Um, just got, trying to give you guys the play-by-play. Obviously, we, everybody wants the Hawks to win. All right, um, all right. It's football. What's baseball doing? Oh, let's see. I guess I can look it up also. Yeah, let's see. Those, you know, hopefully the Dodgers But you know what we need to do? You, you know what we need to do is we need to tell the story I want to tell the story. Two zero, they're up two zero versus the Nats in the in the sixth. So, I've been getting a lot of feedback on uh, from people who've been listening to this podcast, and like I said, they've been hitting me up with constructive criticism, which is great. We, I love it. In, in, in this, uh, uh, if you want to leave a comment on iTunes or any of them, or email us or DM us on Instagram, we have a Staying in Trouble podcast Instagram. Please let us know what we can make better. I mean, we are not professionals at this. So I enjoy it. But one of them was, I guess we left a couple of stories undone. 
Wow. Really? Yeah. I, I, I got hit up a couple times on, uh, they wanted to know what was going on with that Mercedes Benz. Mercedes Benz. The first episode I asked you about a Mercedes Benz parked down the street from your house. Mercedes Benz. Yeah. Parked down from my that house. park right on the corner. Oh yes. Yeah. And I, I we never really finished of whatever happened to it. Yeah, it got tagged and uh, they I towed it away. They towed it away. Yeah. They towed it away. One guy was asking if there was a dead body in it or anything. <laughs> I don't I doubt that. Not in Henderson. Henderson's a Yeah, a little upper class, a little a <laughs> little bit more blue collar. <laughs> But it's uh, yeah. But you, it was weird how it was parked too, because it was parked across the lanes and whatnot. Uh, yeah, that uh, I think I asked, and they just said it got towed. But I didn't get any uh, back end dirt from one of our uh, police friends. Well, there was no tape around it, so yeah, I, I don't think there was any criminal activity. But yeah, uh, the the story of when we decided to do this that was know, a good story. Oh yeah, I. Uh, I've been trying to talk Eric into coming running with me every once in a while, and we sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. He does teach a class early in the morning, and uh, it, it, it's a really good commitment that he has there. But uh, so, anyways, I finally got him out, and we started running. But we just got to talking. Actually, it, it, so he, we were running for the first two miles. We did run the whole two miles. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, in about mile three, I'm like, oof, Adam, I, you know, I, I don't know if I stretched enough for the full four miles. Do you, do you actually, and I asked you, hey, do you jog? Well, I started first... hearing these noises next to me <laughs> and they were, it, it, it was a slow cry for help. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I said, eh, maybe we should slow this down a little bit. Um, I think I had played pickleball in all fairness the night before or basketball. Oh, oh Tuesday night was basketball. Here comes the excuses. <laughs> oh, I got those in spades. Um, and so he he just po popped the question. He's like, what do you think about, you know, making a podcast? And I told him, I said, I have all the gear. I totally thought about it. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's about actually putting it together. And so here we are. We've got, uh, you know, for those that have been following the podcast, you know, I think we we try to do an episode with uh, some filters, otherwise known as trucker hats, and uh, you know, yep. and trying to hold the microphone steady. And you know, the first episode, we just we we just talked right into this laptop. Yeah, I, I, we used the microphones on the laptop and just talked into it and recorded. I mean, it, it was really raw there. And then now, I think we're getting better. I think we're getting better. Yeah. I think podcasting. My, my personal opinion on podcasting, I think it's, it, it's well, it's kind of like the Netflix of talk radio. You get to listen to what you want to listen to, when you want to listen to, you pause it, you come, you could come back a little bit later, you know, um, and there's great information on there. I think it's the future of, uh, of talk radio. Uh, just like I honestly think uh, scheduling type TV is going to slowly die away. And one day, the only I thing is already there. I think, you know, when you, I, I think you hit it on the, on the net, you know, when you call it a Netflix is the fact that, uh, if you notice, even movies have died away. Um, and they've actually shown that the people yeah. are watching less and less movies because you get to watch a whole story of TV series. You know, they used to call them mini series, and now if you watch most TV, successful TV uh, series turn into season two, season three, you know. Absolutely. You know, the nomenclature, hey, I'm going to binge that on Netflix, you know, happens all the time. I can go through and watch a whole season of, and really we're telling a story. And I think that's where the podcasts come in is, you know, instead of being able to read just a little, short little article Hey, let me get a bunch of entertainment, a bunch of information. I can stop it, rewind it, and and manipulate it as I need to. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I think, well, just like what we were talking about, as busy as parents are with sports and everything else, uh, we don't have time to be at home right at seven o'clock to catch a show that we like. Yeah. Now these, a lot of these, uh. Are, like Netflix originals, Amazon originals, all, all of these shows, they're dropping the whole season at one time. So you watch the season, the episodes, when you feel like watching them. And, and, and I absolutely love that. And so we don't have the actual TV 
or a, a TV service at our house. We have our Netflix and Amazon, and then I do pick up the 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 MLB. I I like to watch my games. Really? Well, yeah. Uh, I'm just kidding. No, we've been with they, that's now, called dude. cord cutters. Cord cutters, and we've been. I don't want to brag, but we've been cord cutters since 2007. Is that the official term? Cord cutters. Yes, that's awesome. And uh, I haven't heard that one. Yeah, we've been cord cutters for since 2007, and uh, we did it originally during the depression to cut costs. And uh, luckily, right around that time is when Netflix started turning a corner and started streaming. I said, "Oh man, as soon as Netflix starts streaming." Yeah, we won't even need TV ever again. And soon and, sports are going to be on there. Well, not yeah. Now Prime, Amazon Prime, and, and Yahoo are putting out live sports Thursday night yep. football, and really all they're doing is just kind of massaging the the public to hey, get off your antenna, get off your cable service, and yeah. start subscribing to. And I think you know uh, we subscribe to Sling as well. Um, I think. PlayStation View is actually the best. But oh, you guys are slingers. Huh? Oh yeah, we're slingers on top of that. And <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> and I think uh, what is it? We I watch. I love NFL Network. I'm sorry, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, NFL Network, you get to watch like whatever like the most like hot game is. You don't have yeah. to worry about all oh, the you know the Hawks are blowing them out, 42 to 10. Let's not you know it'll flip over. Said here's a great play. But then it takes you to the game that's the hottest, and I love that. Yeah, yeah. No, I I absolutely love it. So, speaking of shows, is there shows that you binge? Is there any shows that your guilty pleasure of uh, television shows? I'm a – so, have you ever watched Luther? I've seen it. No, I I have not watched it. I've seen it on, like, I my, advertised My genre, it. and now they have a new, new station just for this called BritBox – um, my, my genre is, uh, British thrillers, British, uh, crime dramas. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, that, that's my flavor right there. Huh. Um, watch a lot of, uh, you know, different detective British detective shows. That's, that's my jam. Right on. And, uh, but same here. Like I, I haven't, the only TV TV that I watch that's not, you know, streamed is NFL NFL games. That's it. Um, unless there's like something on TV that, you know, need to watch. Well, maybe like, you know, like the MLB playoffs coming up, we'll watch that on live TV. But other than that, it's all, it's all over Roku. We've got Apple TV, Roku and plenty of computers. So that's, yeah, that's what we do. Yeah. My, my guilty pleasure. And, uh, my wife never liked it, but I was a huge game of Thrones fan mm. and I really, I really got into it. And you know what's funny is I never, I've never been into that kind of fiction type shows. I don't know what it was with that show that just caught me, but like, I'm not, to this day, I've never seen Lord of the Rings or all the Harry Potters. I think I've seen one. And I don't even know which one I saw. Yeah, it's embarrassing. I, I'm not. I'm not cool like that. I, I don't think I've watched even one episode of Game of Thrones. Uh, I watched five seasons of wa uh, of waking the uh, what is it waking the dead, and then uh, waking. Oh, you mean uh, the Walking Dead or the Walking Dead? Yeah, waking. Um, <laughs> yeah, I watch a lot of either sci-fi or British detectives. British like, um, I am a documentary junkie, but sometimes I feel like I'm being mm. fed. A, there's some documentaries out there I, I, I feel like I'm being fed a line of crap. Like they're, they're controlling the narrative of these documentaries. They, they make it look like this is all factual type stuff. Some of it, but I still enjoy it. I yeah. see, more historical documentaries. Sure. Neither, not so much. Sure. Well, yeah. <laughs> you don't watch any documentaries? No. Why? None? That's ridiculous. Why? Uh, like you said, they've got their opinions. I, I, you know, I used to help make some of those documentaries when I was in college, but, uh, really? Know, so is that true? Do they control a lot of the narrative and they, they, they edit and cut and they just show whatever they want to 
Yeah, to it's portray. all based off of who's paying for the for the documentary. Like everyone forgets that someone's got to pay for the services. They're like, oh, that is true. I didn't think about that. Yeah, and then you will f- see how it's slanted. Um, Interesting. But that's and that's also how history, historically speaking, but um bum is written. Is all right. Who's who's uh who's actually paying for this? And so I am just popping open my Netflix so you can see. Uh, you know, yeah, what do I watch? I mean, like I said, off the cuff, it was, you know, Luther. Um, just got done watching. Well, I'm watching, like, the last season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Blacklist. Um, you ever heard of Hipster Cable? No. You never heard of Hipster Cable? Oh, no, but have you seen the new Hyperdrive, the Netflix original, where no. they play, like, it's play, like, Hot Wheels, but in real life? Like, people bring no. their own cars. Really? Yeah, and they have, like, this Hot Wheel course. It's pretty awesome. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. So, Hipster Cable, and I've heard people do this. I would never do anything like this. But uh, what it is is it's like a uh, – it's also been called, like, a password co-op where a whole <laughs> bunch of people bring in passwords, and you can only have so many people in your group. And then you share your passwords amongst everyone else. So you have to bring in something into the group to, to be a part of it. So one person will pay for Hulu. The next person will pay for Netflix. The next person will pay for whatever. I know. think they're, they've caught on to that, though, because you're only allowed so many devices. Yeah. Like I said, you can only have so many people in your group and be swapping passwords around. But I think more and more, I don't know if you notice, every time I log into anywhere on a new device on my Amazon, they want me to verify on another device that that's me type yeah. of a person. And I think more and more of these um, Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, all these streaming type people are going to start coming up with creative different ways to prevent this uh, password swapping type thing that's happening out there. But yeah, yeah someone told me that the other day that it was hipster cable. Nice, yeah. We, we sorry don't. for all the hipsters out there. I don't want to offend all the hipsters, but yeah, we. I mean, yeah, we uh, we've been cord cutters for twelve years. So yeah, we haven't had it for a long time, and it's just easier, man. It's it's way easier. We can control it. We can. Actually, have your kids ever watched? Have your kids ever watched live TV on Saturday? No. I don't think they have. That's an experience. Not like when we were when we were kids. It's an experience to watch. You should watch your kids watching live TV. With commercials. With commercials. Oh, man. Trips them out. It is like, so those commercials, they come away. It's like almost like a sugar high. They're like, oh, I totally want to get that. Oh, I totally want to get that. <laughs> and I'm like. Everything that's advertised. Yes, everything that's advertised. And I'm like. Uh, turn the channel. Let's put this back on Netflix. Yeah, right. Calm down. Calm down. Let's yeah. get back to some Ninjago. Maybe they'll watch. A, maybe they've watched real TV if they're ever at a hotel. Like, you know, because hotel will have cable. Oh, what, 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 do you, what does your family watch at hotels? Just whatever's on. Do you want to guess what? what my family watches? I have no idea. So my family likes to binge watch HGTV. Really? At, when we're on vacation. Yeah. We did a staycation a little while ago. We stayed a half a week at Green Valley Ranch right here in town. Nice. Took the kids, checked in, swam, pretending like we were, we were uh, on vacation. On vacation. I even got to the point where when I would meet new people around Green Valley Ranch, I, every time I would come up with a new name, a new profession, Nice. Uh, well, it's not really nice. It's totally lying to people. But it, is. it, it, it was fun because... Well, Adam, what, because do I, what do I do for a living? What do you do for a living? Yeah. You're in real estate. Don't you find it funny that my family loves to binge watch HGTV when we're on vacation? Okay, now I put it together. Okay. <laughs> like, that literally, like, the kids are like, oh, man, look at that house before and after, before and after. I'm like... <laughs> Uh, kids, I, you, you do realize like, this is what your dad does like every for a day. living, like every day. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, I know, but look, look at this. And I'm like, uh, yeah, 
when your dad's flipping a house? Yeah, it looks just like that. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll make sure to bring a camera with me next time, you know? Yeah, and they're like, really? Funny. And I'm like, yeah. Or, oh, yeah, did you know your dad closed on three homes this week? Yeah. And guess what? We helped him, you know, paint, carpet, make it all look no before and after. That's what dad does every day. Wow. So, yeah. And they're all over it. They're all over it. Like, my oldest doesn't, he's not as much entertained by a career day anymore. Uh-huh. But uh, my two youngest still enjoy, uh, hey, my dad, you know, does, a, does something cool. So. That is awesome. Yeah, I think we checked in and they, yeah, they turned on the TV. I think they went straight to Disney Channel or something silly like that. But, yeah, they, no, we just, we just watch whatever. You know, we keep them entertained that way, but we try to we try to keep the gaming and the the TV down to a minimum. You know, get them out, we kick them out every once in a while. <laughs> go out and play. Yeah, go ride a bike, go do something. Get some. Well, that's sunlight. what you said. Like the weather. Like my oldest oh, went down to the park the with his friends. It was nice. Well, hey Adam, I think we wrapped up another episode. Like to I thank think we did, the Rooftop man. Realty Studio for hosting tonight again. Um, hope we had some good stories, good content this week. Appreciate everyone that's listening. Please help us uh, subscribe a little bit more. Tell your friends about it. Um, if you have content ideas or there's questions that you want to ask Adam or I, feel free to reach out to us. We're always available. Always, always. You can DM us or we can. Oh, did you tell them what we're doing tonight? Oh, so so we put this, uh, we recorded it. We're going to start a YouTube channel, so you'll be able to watch us talk. <laughs> but uh it'll be fun and i think it'll be interesting not so much to sit here and watch eric and i but uh when we have guests over you can it, it's i find it fun when i listen to some podcasts to go to their youtube to check out what these individuals look like because i don't know what they look like yeah. and and it, it's it, it's going to be fun when we have some guests on here and uh so yeah we're recording tonight this is our first night um doing that so we're going to get that set up and uh and yeah please hit us up the other thing we ask is um you know if you like this share it on your facebook put it out there let your friends know about it you know and uh and spread the word and we'll let this thing grow and keep getting keep getting there i, I know the last few podcasts we kind of ended that way we just beg for your guys's attention but uh but I think we're at that stage right now that that's what we need, you know, and uh, we're super excited about this. And, uh, man, I, it's cool, man. It's a lot of fun. I think this was a fun episode, and we'll, uh, we're going to have it again. Let's go. All right. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll Subscribe. See All right.